0: Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com
1: B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the B-Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca.
2: I think what success to me would look like would be that teacher using one tool for the first time, you know, and that and they took the risk. And then another teacher letting the students take over and they're showing this technology and how to use it. And they're supporting the other students in the classroom to implement it. And then another classroom where the kids are actually designing and creating what's going to be used.
0: Thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Jamie Donnelly is a passionate technology enthusiast. She began her career as a math teacher and later moved into instructional technology. Her desire to build relationships has brought about opportunities to collaborate with students and educators around the world. She provides staff development and training on immersive technology as an tech consultant. Her latest adventures include the launch of Global Maker Day and the AR, VR and EDU community events and presentations. She works as an author and speaker to provide practical use of augmented and virtual reality in the classroom. I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about having Jamie on today. Um, I ran across her on Twitter and looked at some of the stuff she was doing, and it's it's really cool. So I think we're going to hear a lot of good things from Jamie today. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: This is this is going to be a really good conversation because you're probably the first person, I'd even go further than saying the first person, you, you are the first person that I'm going to be talking about um, some of this really cool technology with that I've seen a little bit of in presentations and things like that but never really implemented fully or been in an area where you've implemented it fully. So this will this will be good. I'm, I'm going to learn today, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> I'm excited
0: to <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Why don't we just jump right in and um, explain a little more to the listeners about yourself and the work you do and maybe why you're passionate about it.
2: Sure. Yeah, I was a math teacher in the classroom. I always use technology to get my students engaged into learning um, it was something I enjoyed, and certainly something that my students enjoyed as well. And there are so many different ways to bring in technology with math. So it was pretty easy. Um, it was, the hard part was getting the resources to have the technology in the classroom and to uh, keep going and moving forward. And it wasn't very long before I started finding myself interested in sharing technology with other teachers to bring into their classroom as well. So my role then switched into an instructional technologist role. So I worked in districts to support on how to implement all different types of technology to really engage our learners. And then not too long after I had an opportunity to write a book on using a very specific technology at the time they reached out about using virtual reality, which is one of my VR and AR, my passion, uh, passion projects, if you will, things that I love sharing. And it never grows old. It's something that always has kept my interest and, and it's always just improving and growing and the way that it can be used in the classroom is always exciting. So, had a chance to write on VR. And I said, I think we need to do AR and VR together. So got a chance to write my first book on that. And I will tell you as a math teacher, it's an easy, easy read. So it's not something that uh, is perfectly articulated, but what it is, is for me, the goal is to help teachers understand what does it mean to use immersive tech? And, and then from there, it's just, you know, continue to grow. I think the practical application is where I really stand different. I think it's exciting to be a visionary and see all these big possibilities. But what does this mean for our classrooms today using the technology we already have um, without that learning curve of bringing in or a big budget of bringing in all this new stuff? So I really encourage people to start with what they have and, and really set goals of what they want to accomplish when they're using this type of technology.
0: That's awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that about it's great to have this giant vision. Right. And sometimes I fall into that trap myself. I'm like, oh, think of what we could do. But how important is it for leaders to realize when they're trying to get teachers to utilize what they have? How important is it for them to support that? And in in what ways can they really support teachers to do that? Because it's kind of a jump. And it's always easy to say, well, if only we had this, instead of saying, you know, hey, what if we could do this?
2: Yeah. Sometimes that's kind of the problem there is you have this gap. You have this leader that saw something at a conference. And then they're like, let's go buy it. And then it comes into this classroom without any training, any idea of how it connects to your curriculum, without any goal to hit. And um, and then you're like, well, have, have fun with this magic. And the teacher is like, I don't know what to do. So it goes in a closet or it sits there and, you know, it is never used. And it's a complete waste. There's a total disconnect between what was implemented either from your admin or from the teacher that sometimes pushes that as well. If there's not this collaboration and plan collectively, I think it's going to fail. Any technology is going to fail. So I think when we're talking about this, the important thing is, is not to get caught up with the wow so much as to not really having a reason for using this. So one, what is your goal in bringing in any technology? Sometimes it will be AR, VR that will help reach that goal. Sometimes not. So understanding where that goal is, I think is essential. And that does take that collaboration. It takes your administrators, your teachers, your instructional coaches, all of the above really collectively coming together and especially bringing in your IT because that's another disconnect where you have this vision we're going to do it. We went out and bought it. Now IT, you support it. And they're like, hold your horses. We can't support this. We don't have the bandwidth for this. We don't have the resources for this. You just went out and spent all this money that has to sit there and never be used because we won't let you use it with Facebook or whatever it might be. Right. So, it does take, I think the most critical part is the communication, that collaboration coming up with what you want to accomplish. And then of course, there's more to it uh, that goes aligned with that as you move forward. But I think most people, 99% of the people don't start there. They, they, they go backwards and then they run into all these pitfalls and either it gets never used or you run into so many roadblocks that it doesn't get used for years effectively.
0: Or the very real idea that when you roll something out to people, especially something like VR and AR, because it's it's a little bit of a sell to begin with because it's a little bit different and things have to change. If you roll it out and then something goes wrong, one thing goes wrong, one little bump, now you've got problems and people don't trust it anymore and they lose that that drive to move forward. That's such an important thing for that collaboration piece. You know, I think about... I think about having this stuff go out, um, utilizing these things when teachers aren't bringing it up. So teachers now have different technology they use in math. And I'll use math because that's, that was the field you mentioned. And they use Desmos, things like that, you know, IXL and, and different types of technology that way. But what does it look like to incorporate VR, or AR into a math classroom? Like, what would you do with that technology in a classroom?
2: Interestingly enough, math is probably the most difficult subject to find a resource for immersive tech. I think it happens because when you're talking about the difficulties of understanding the mathematical concepts, The way that we've always taught it has been hands down, look down, write it on a piece of paper, memorize formulas, never really grasp what you're doing and why you're doing it. You know, you see a lot of 3D objects, which certainly align. So when it comes to geometry type concepts, I think it lends itself well in 3D environments. But overarching of like formulas and solving mathematical problems, I think that is a very hard thing to look at in the physical world. But resources for, you know, geography, for science, for reading, language arts, All of the above, I feel like it's enormous, right? Very easy to connect all those dots. And it's funny because this was my subject. So oftentimes they're asking, which math always gets all the technology, right? Math and science always get it. Um, But when it comes to immersive tech, I think, you know, overall, you have a difficulty with developers to know what kind of resource to make for those very difficult concepts for them to grasp. So a lot of it does go into the foundational aspect of it, understanding area and and circumference and diameter and those types of concepts that you can see in the physical, like you would use with manipulatives in the classroom. Essentially those become digital manipulatives that you can then modify, adjust and replicate and not have to worry about the cost factor of it. So there are some great resources in that case, but um, one of the most difficult subjects for sure.
0: That's all right. It was one of the most difficult subjects for me, period. <laughs> up. So, so Im- Im- immersive tech, you know, a lot of times we talk about tech and the shiny thing. And, you know, I love the idea that you said, what's the goal for instruction, basically? What's the goal for learning? Immersive tech is something something that's really cool to see do and have, why is this the direction to go or even a really big supplement when we're talking about classroom instruction and things like that, other than the, you know, do the project or have a Socratic discussion or things like that?
2: I think it needs to be all. I I don't know if it's one or the other. I think that it is a piece. Um, I think we have some students that really need that tangible touch, hold, feel, feel, understand, grasp. So that maker concept is is just part of their nature, right? To really unpack and, and discover. Um, and then you have students like my daughter who has dyslexia, that that's three-dimensional uh, spatial learning for her is essential. That's how she's going to really retain information that's how she's able to manipu- manipulate things to understand and gather i think that it's going to look different for everybody and some are really going to benefit more than others but i also think that immersive technology opens up doors for students that maybe don't have access to certain learning environments you know they they kind of bring the impossible into your classroom into your living room, into the space that you're standing in, wherever it might be. I have, in my last book, it was more geared towards personalized learning. What does this mean for our individual learner? Why are we bringing immersive technology to your one student? And that I think is the more difficult question, right? Um, how is this accessible for all? And I think that's where this technology really does some great justice for our classrooms, because it's giving our students that have low vision, it's given them vision, they can use VR and actually see for the first time, you have students that maybe are in wheelchairs, they get to go on a roller coaster and experience what they're talking about. And, and, you know, in higher, higher level math. And they're talking about what's happening on that roller coaster. Well, those kids that have been on a roller coaster might understand the concepts of being whipped around and thrown around as they're going through that roller coaster. But the student that's in a wheelchair that's never been on a roller coaster gets to do that for the first time when they put on that headset and they get to experience that. Or my daughter who has dyslexia that gets to go around and capture these letters in 3D and finally have those spelling words you know, something relatable to her and understanding the role of each of those letters when she's looking at it from every angle. I just think that there are different aspects of how we learn. And um, what it does is it opens up uh, floodgates of opportunities that aren't aren't bound by location, that aren't restricted to budgets, that aren't limited to your own physical mobility. I think those things are just incredible and we need to bring more of that into our classrooms.
0: I love that you took it a step further than the age old, well, so we're gonna do this because then we don't have to take field trips and we can save money. I've heard people say that and I'm just like, well, there's probably a whole lot more to that (laughs) than just that. So how does a leader support his or her teachers in deciding to take this leap. I mean, because immersive technology is engaging just by, I don't want to say by definition, because that's the wrong way to put it, but just by what it is, it's engaging, the students get engaged in it and, it, and it's cool. But how does a leader support teachers in actually taking that next step with it beyond being cool? Because it's such a powerful thing after the coolness factor wears off.
2: I think, honestly, I think we're where any type of technology is really going to hit home is when you can use it where your students have gaps where are those learning gaps where are they struggling to understand these concepts in the classroom in our traditional way or the way that we've always approached it if we can target those gaps first we're going to see our biggest bang for our buck if you will but we're also going to see our students getting the most from those learning opportunities as possible and again I mentioned VR headsets. I very rarely recommend VR headsets in a classroom. I don't think they're always practical. I think there uh, there's very specific use cases for them. But I do think we all have access to mobile devices, and the mobile devices can do some incredible technology. We just don't know it. It's holding what's on our hand, <laughs> and the things that we can do with those um, technologies the tablets and things of that sort, even going and using WebXR, understanding that we can go and have meetups on, in, you know, on the moon in this virtual reality scene on your Chromebook that that is because we've been so marketed to on how to use these technologies. And it's all been geared towards what you need to buy. Um, we're losing the opportunities of what's already available to us today. And oftentimes it's hitting Those very difficult concepts for those students don't go after what they already get, you know, okay, why are we going to rep? Why are we, why are we bringing in any technology for something that they already understand? If we need them to understand it deeper, if we need them to understand difficult concepts about it, that's when you take the, any technology and you really leverage it.
0: That's awesome. You know, and what you're, what you're saying, the whole idea of why hit them where they are, is really powerful, use them to explore new things. And along those lines, and speaking about new things, to me, as, as a leader, that seems, that seems daunting, not knowing what we already possess as opposed to what's new, right? Because the new always catches our attention. Are there any go-tos, you know, short of hiring a Jamie at every single district that we have, are there any go-tos, places, strategies that a leader could use to figure out what they have?
2: You know, honestly, (laughs) my second book at the end, I have an index of resources and it's over a hundred. It's really, really hard to be so prescriptive for situations that are so diverse for per grade level, per subject. Um, And I will tell you that a lot of it comes down to just conversation asking, you know, talking to that administrator, talking about what resources they have, talking about where those struggles are. And oftentimes those conversations come up. I would say your best way of, you know, of moving forward is identifying where those gaps are, knowing that you have everybody on board and what resources and support you have there. And then looking for the resources that are going to hit where you're at. And oftentimes that's the conversations I have. It doesn't start there. You know, it eventually gets there. But that's when we start really defining, like, what is the need here? And then I can say, here's a great resource. This one's awesome. This one does a lot of the things that you're looking for and hits all these marks. But you may also want to move into this later because, you know, this is a great entry point. This is that great next. So you don't have such a learning curve along the way. So there's, again, it's enormous. And I want to say there are tools out there that are very general. They kind of cover a lot of different subjects and grade levels, and it is immersive. But I can't make a promise that that's what's going to help you hit your goal without knowing that goal.
0: Right. Which is back to step one. Yeah. No, that's good. You know, you're talking about immersive technology and the different ways you can use it. And obviously, you mentioned resources that you have in your book, which, by the way, we'll link your book up in the show notes so people can grab that because it's got a ton of good stuff in it. One of the things that makes me, or one of the things that makes me think about is you must have like a certain idea of what school should look like or what classroom should look like with all this immersive technology and things like that. I want to touch on that a little bit later, as soon as we come back from a quick sponsor break. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Better Leaders, Better Schools Mastermind. The mastermind is built on the ABCs of powerful professional development, authenticity, Belonging and challenge. With all three components, leaders experience transformation in their personal and professional lives. Personally, I've been a member of the Mastermind for years, and it's transformed my leadership by teaching me how to challenge the status quo and honor my personal vision for what leadership should be. Join me and other leaders from around the world in the Mastermind. You can apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com dot com forward slash Mastermind. I use Anchor to distribute the seeing-to-lead podcast because I find it to be the best tool to suit my busy schedule. Anchor has everything I need all in one place, offers hands-free distribution to everywhere podcasts are heard, and is free to use. I can use anywhere from some to all of its features based on what I need at the time. On top of all that, you can be mobile, recording, editing, and distributing all right from your phone. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, and we're back with Jamie and you know, um we were talking about before we left, well, we were talking about all kinds of things. We were, we were saying how um you definitely the most important thing is you have to have a goal for your instruction. There's all kinds of resources in Jamie's second book. They're going to be linked up in the show notes. But one of the things that stuck with me is you kept going back to the idea of how helpful immersive technology is for students and how it can address gaps and and make all kinds of learning possible. So if you would take a second or a couple of minutes, we'll give you, we'll, we'll be nice and talk to me about what your, what school should look like for teachers and students, according to your plan, according to what you'd like to see if all this type of stuff worked out?
2: I actually don't know if it would look a whole lot different than what we see. I think we already see a lot of innovation happening in schools. I think if it's too disruptive, it won't be used. And I think that's where technology like this is really going to thrive. It's not in putting in a headset and living in that for five hours. It's um, that maybe you're using glasses like both of us are wearing right now and that we're able to see and access information very easily and that be part of our life. I think that that is probably where we're going to see more of this kind of technology implemented and flourishing. I will say that I imagine in a classroom uh, or in a district, let's say I, I supported, you know, different districts and I supported different campuses along the way in using this kind of technology and it always looked different. And that's the part that I love. Is that It's not the same tool repetitively being used across the board. That I don't think is success. I think what success to me would look like would be that teacher using one tool for the first time, you know, and that and they took the risk. And then another teacher letting the students take over and they're showing this technology and how to use it and they're supporting the other students in the classroom to implement it. And then another classroom where the kids are actually designing and creating what's going to be used. So I, I don't know if immersive technology is a fit for every classroom all the time, but I do think that there are pieces that we all need to have our students learning, um, that there should be those skills, the coding should be a foundation, like we do see across the board now, thankfully, um, that should be a skill that is preparing our students to be the designers of this technology and to be equipped and empowered to be able to bring it to that next level. So I think that there are, you know, elements that we already see in innovation And immersive technology fits in there, too. And it doesn't mean it's always the choice. It means that when it's the right choice, it's being used effectively. You know, that's that's
0: interesting. I when we were talking earlier, I had mentioned to you the idea of I I started to reflect a little bit on when I had first heard of any type of immersive technology and how it felt like it was so. It felt like it was such a small thing over here that was kind of out of reach and something different where now, and I don't even realize this, it's, it really is much easier. Why is it that we would look at something like this as more like out of our reach rather than grabbing something?
2: Marketing, (laughs) really good marketing. And quite honestly, um, I understand because the marketing's done so well to entice us to want to learn more, but it is often connected to uh, a learning curve or high price tag, which is really out of reach, right? How would I ever envision having something like that in my classroom when we don't have a budget for pencils? So there are things that I think feel very disconnected from the traditional classroom and rightfully so. And then you have things that are being bought in a classroom that I think are, you know, I'm gonna use an example and I don't know if this is okay for your podcast or not, but when Google Expedition kits came out, I was just appalled. I was like, they are charging what? For an off-brand Android device? Like, let's, this is insane. And people are buying it in the truckloads. No planning of how they were going to train people. No planning on how they were going to keep those clean between student uses. No training on who's going to run the calendar to bring that from classroom to classroom. There was so, you literally took your instructional technologists and they became you know, the overseers of Google Expedition kits. What a waste. And I think that's what typically happens. We go out and buy these different devices or items for immersive technology. And I actually think that's the wrong approach. We need to be looking really how these tools could be used beyond AR and VR. If I'm going to buy something, where else can this be leveraged in the the classroom for various learning opportunities? So I often, you know, talk about tablets and and how that could be something that can certainly be used for all this great new innovative resources without being limited to it only being used for this one tool. Um, So I, you know, I, I think that's really where the disconnect has been is that we've jumped into something too quickly because of the wow and we didn't do it correctly or we never felt like that was something that we were qualified to jump into. And technically, I bet a lot of teachers out there have been using those face filters, those augmented reality facial features to enhance your look. And guess what? You've already began using immersive technology to some capacity. And now you can turn, turn your students into different characters in your book, and they can become the character and share. So there's so many ways that we could take these types of learnings and bring it into our classroom, but we just only look at it through the lens of what's been marketed to us.
0: Not that you have a lot to say about marketing. <laughs> However, <laughs> and that's fine about Google Expeditions. Um, but w- one of the things I'm really shocked about, if we could just take a second, is I've been using augmented reality because I FaceTime with my kids. Well, I, I mean, we have Android devices, so we do um, we do a different type of FaceTime. But, I, like, I love the pirate outfit. It puts a hat on me with a beard and all this stuff. But that's augmented reality. It and is- I didn't even think about it. So, like you said, it's so... It's so simple that it's something so simple and so already in our everyday lives that we don't take a second to think, hey, wait, that is that is immersive learning.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And how much more could we do with that beyond just the laughter or fun of it? Right. Putting on the pirate hat. Uh, But really giving and empowering our students to become different characters. I mean, I share that you can scan people's faces and then you can replicate that on your own. Now, My daughter did that with her American Girl doll and put the American Girl doll on her face and then read part of the bio of that. That, you know, they all have books, accompanied books. And so she shared that, that American girl doll and what she talked about in her book. I mean, what a book report, right? To, to become the character. So I think that there are things that, um, we can certainly do and take away the, the monotony of a traditional way that we've done it and, and, and really use it, yes, to enhance that learning experience, but really, diving in deeper in a way that was really impossible. Could I bring you to the moon with a field trip? Like you mentioned, oh, the traditional field trip. We go, you know, well, let's get rid of the money for the field trip. Well, how about to the moon? Can I bring you there? No, but in immersive technology, I can certainly bring you there. And we're not limited to any budget or location for that for that reason.
0: That's cool. That's good stuff. The idea that we're just overcomplicated. You know, how many times... Well, I talk to myself, I don't know how many other people talk to myself, whether you are the listeners or anything like that. But um, how many times do, are we, do we get into something and then we realize that we are just making it so much harder than it needs to be?
2: Yeah. And but if we would just kind of release, we'd be good. I think that's the beauty of this is that we don't have to own it, you know? And that is really, that's freedom there because our students want to do this. They want to own it. And why are we so tight knit to our technologies that we have to know every little piece about it instead of empowering them to show us, show others what is possible. And I think that that's where, I think that's where we're going to unleash this kind of technology and it really do the power that it was intended to do in a classroom. But um, I understand it's scary to let go and give charge, but especially in a season where this technology is changing every single day and our kids are aware and they're growing and this is their world. Let's empower them with it. We don't have to own every piece. Let's get them to be part of the conversation with us so that they are helpful and growing and allowing this to flourish instead of being limited to our time and our training. Awesome. The,
0: so we're almost near the end of the podcast, but I, I have two questions that I ask every guest. The first one, if you weren't an educator, who, not what, would you be?
2: I don't know. And I should know because you already gave me a prompt on this. Dang it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I think probably the same. Um, I'm actually not in the classroom directly anymore. I miss being in the classroom, though. And interestingly enough, you're going to love this. You're not going to believe what I work in now. Marketing. (laughs) (laughs) sir! (laughs) But, you know, I never envisioned even being a classroom teacher. I never envisioned being in education. I never saw myself as a good student. I really wasn't. I never was challenged. I think no matter what role I'm in, though, I love supporting people. I love connecting. And um, whoever I would be, whether I was in the classroom or not would probably be the same. I would still want to help support whoever is in my realm and whoever I have the privilege of connecting with. And that's really where my passion is. I feel like that would still remain the same.
0: Cool. The next question is um, because, and you've talked a lot about how immersive technology, um, how we can, how we can do it and how much it helps students and things like that. But Along those lines, what's the most important piece of advice you would give to leaders as they work to better support, engage, and empower those they lead?
2: I think being a listener. You know, I think I think when we talked about connecting and collaborating, I think that's being a good leader. That is beyond I know all the answers to, or I'm going to give the directive to Let's solve this together. I think you're going to get more than just a buy in and loyalty. I think you're going to get a much bigger vision that is so much better than you could have made on your own. So I think really communication and bringing all parties involved into that conversation is probably the, the best way of approaching any kind of new technology.
0: Well, folks, you heard Jamie here, all things immersive technology. And, uh, and some great advice. You know, Jamie, if, uh, if, if people want to follow up with you after hearing this and get in touch with you, whether it's ordering a book or two or ten, or you know, uh, talking to you about some workshops or, or opportunities like that. What's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Sure, I, I'm on most social media channels. I want to say Twitter is probably my uh, most dominant social platform. My name is spelled really funny, so if you spell it correctly, you can find me J A I M E D O N A L L Y, and my website is A R V R I N E D U dot com. And I have hundreds of blogs about all of these resources and how to put them into practice, step by step video content, all of the above available for free for anybody to access. So hopefully that will be exactly the resources you need. But I'm always willing to have a conversation and and help support your journey in immersive technology.
0: I do have to say. Um, and I'll put a link to your website in there too, because I hopped on your website and I was poking around and things like that. Um, you do have a ton of things on there. Uh, so the listeners definitely want to visit that, but, um, you've been, you've been great. Thank you very much for talking. I mean, true to your idea of you like connecting and, and talking to people. So I really appreciate you coming on today.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step. Be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at drcsjones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world class environment through a teacher centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway learn more at drcsjones.blog continue to improve and go have a successful week
1: and now a quick word from our sponsor jigsaw learning whether you lead at the school district or division level you're serving a wide array of students and you know that no one person has all the answers when it comes to meeting each of their needs That's why Jigsaw Learning helps leaders and their staff and faculty to develop a collaborative approach. Every child deserves a team, and when you put together the pieces of effective collaboration, you can realize that team's full potential. Connection, relationships, and authentic collaboration are at the foundation of Jigsaw Learning's work. Through professional learning presented on-site, online, or a blend of both, Jigsaw's team of experienced learning associates works with you to develop a personalized plan to help collaborative response thrive in your organization. Learn why educators have described working with Jigsaw Learning as powerful, wonderful, and beneficial for all students. Visit jigsawlearning.ca and connect with the team for information. That's jigsawlearning.ca.
0: There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash B-E.